Blue Jackets get another win in preseason last night against the Buffalo Sabres. I still am not holding a ton of value in these wins. I'll explain why here in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilshorn. With me in the third segment, actually not with me, with Sebastian High, also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, is Jay Foster. We are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before you go, and thank you so much for making this your first listen every day. If it's your second or third listen, thank you as well. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free on YouTube, and we're free on the SiriusXM app. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Columbus Blue Jackets get a 5-3 win in Nationwide. A, uh, a little sparse crowd, you know, for a, for a Wednesday night, but... Blue Jackets are making a homestand here, back-to-back games at home. They got the Washington Capitals tonight at 7 o'clock, so they're making a back-to-back. But before we move on to this Capitals game, which I will preview here in just a second, got to talk about the Sabres game. And I think there were some things that looked really good. In fact, I thought this was a one of the Blue Jackets. If not, this, you know, this probably was their best outing in preseason so far. Again, I'm still trying not to hold too much value in these in the results of these games because, you know, teams come in – they weren't going – like, rate the opponent. They weren't going against the best Buffalo Sabres tonight. I didn't see Tage Thompson out there. I didn't see Jeff Skinner. Uh, I did see Rasmus Dahlin. So, you know, they had some – I saw Alex Tuck, Zach Benson, uh, Victor Olofsson. So, they had some guys out there. But uh, Devin Levi, they didn't have their number one goalie. I expect him to be their number one goalie going into the season just because of how well he played the other night against Columbus. But, yeah, I thought the Blue Jackets played their best game. Again, you got to rate the opponent. You got to look at the opponent and be like, eh, it, it wasn't great. We'll see more when the Blue Jackets play what I also will think – what I think is going to be a, a watered-down Washington Capitals lineup tonight. The Blue Jack, uh, the Capitals, excuse me, played a lot of their dudes in their Tuesday night game against the Bruins. So I don't think we'll see a whole lot of NHL players for the Caps in tonight's game. Saturday night, when the Blue Jackets go to Washington, I do expect to see pretty much Washington's opening night roster because that will be their last preseason game before they kick off their season as well. So we'll know more about the Blue Jackets. But uh, overall, you know, this is just training camp. You just got to remind yourself of that. This is just, uh, it's preseason. We all know what preseason is. I don't have to explain it to you guys. Everybody is working out the kinks. There was there was a lot of times tonight where the Blue Jackets and the Sabres really, but definitely the Blue Jackets just didn't look that good. You know, they 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 were losing pucks. They were mishandling passes at times. And I felt like uh, they weren't, 
facing as much pressure, as much heat, maybe because, you know, this is game six or seven or whatever for the Buffalo Sabres as well. So they're probably a little gassed, looking forward to get the regular season started. I guess at this point it does feel like everybody is just ready to – let's just get this regular season going. The Blue Jackets are continuing to put more and more NHL roster, NHL players out there. I, I That is one thing that has surprised me, just the amount of NHL guys that we have seen play. We've seen Patrick Laine play a few games now. We've seen Johnny Gaudreau play a couple back-to-back games. So things are things are starting to look like they're like this 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 team that you saw last night against the Sabres. That's your opening night roster, right? Like look at look at it. Is there a single guy that isn't on that list that you would sub out like I know Denton Matejchuk definitely looks like in the based off the preseason again this is just preseason but based off the preseason Denton Matejchuk looks like he is ready to play in the NHL however if you look at who the Blue Jackets have in their organization right now they just got too many guys that have logged big time NHL minutes that it's it's just not worth throwing Det Matejchuk in the fire. They just they just don't need him right now. Let him go back to the WHL. Let him play one more season as the captain of that team. He crushed it there last year. He was a point of game defenseman, and uh, I'm sure he's he's not going to be too upset about going back just because of how well he played there. And he is the captain of that team. So I expect him to go back. It's it's sad, but just just wait one year on the guy. When I look at this decor tonight, I'm like, well, there's not really room for a David Yurchek in here. There's not really room for an Adam Boquest in here. That's where I look at the position that Jake Bean is in. Jake Bean did make his preseason debut tonight, by the way. He was playing with Erica Branson on that third-line D pair, and I thought he looked really solid. He had a point tonight. I I feel like you could substitute him out, though, for an Adam Boquest. I feel like you could substitute him out for David Yurchek. But – Based off the age of these players, I think David Yurchek will probably start off in Cleveland. I just, again, it's kind of the same situation. He crushed it in Cleveland last year. We know at some point this season, the difference between Yurchek and Matejchuk is the Blue Jackets know that Yurchek can come up to the NHL at any point. So if one player gets hurt, which we know the Blue Jackets luck, they're going to get guys hurt in their uh, decor. You just switch them up. You, you move one guy down and you put your check back in. That'll be good. I guess we also didn't see Jack Roslevic tonight. Uh, Cole Sillinger and Sean Corrales are kind of those other two centers battling for that uh, that other that last uh, that fourth line center. And I thought Cole Sillinger made a couple mistakes tonight, and he's really a guy that can't afford to make any mistakes if he wants to be in the opening night roster. He's. I also think. I think we're good with him going back to Cleveland to start the season, and I got a feeling that it's going to be either Jack Rosovic or Sean Corrali there in that fourth line because Patrick Laine is your top line center on this team. I, I I don't know what else to say. Like the guy looks fantastic. He doesn't look like a winger that made his transition to center. He looks like he's been playing center for the last eight years of his career. So. That's fantastic, and he looks good with Johnny Gaudreau, Kirill Marchenko. That, those guys' possession numbers, I'm sure, were fantastic tonight. Uh, yeah, the, 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 we're, we're good there. Your second-line center is probably Boone Jenner. 
And then your third line center is Adam Fantilli. And fourth line, you know, Sean Corrali, Jack Roslevic, doesn't really matter because those top three lines are going to be rolling and they're going to be – it's going to be nice. It's going to be really good. Uh, again, I, I know I started this episode by saying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to hold too much value in what I'm seeing in these games, but the Blue Jackets – look a lot quicker. They look a lot sharper on offense. And as long as they get some help in net, they're going to be fine this year. And I actually want to talk about how Elvis how Elvis played tonight. Excuse me. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. NFL season is obviously ramping up. The Blue Jackets are just a week away from opening night against the Flyers. This app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. You can build parlays. You can build same-game parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Back here with Locked on Blue Jackets, and I want to talk a little bit about how Elvis played tonight because he got beat by that rookie, Zach Benson, again, uh, the, what is he, the 13th overall pick from this past draft. He's a player that the Buffalo Sabres are really excited about, and I hope you saw why. He's a really solid player. He had the game-winning goal in that other in the Saturday night game against – or the Saturday matinee game. It was a 3 o'clock game. That's not important. But he had the game-winning goal against Elvis the other night. So Elvis, listen, he is showing his frustration after he gives up a goal. So I know that he's probably in a space right now in his head where he is not – a hundred percent confident, maybe not even ninety percent confident that he can dominate this game. But I think he absolutely can dominate this game. He does not look like the old Elvis, but he's starting to. He's starting to look like the old Elvis. He's starting to to just make those easy saves. I think that's all Blue Jackets fans really want is him to make those easy saves. Don't look as squirrely in the net. And I know this is just. Just one random guy just talking about uh, a professional goalie who's been with this organization for four years and he knows how to play goalie. But I think he would he would obviously tell you like he he has not been the same goalie the last couple seasons and that's okay. Players go through lulls, um, but here's the thing: it, it's good that that he is starting to look better, but. If, if Pascal Vincent wants to roll him out the next two games and have him play all three periods in these next two games, that's fine by me. Because, hey, I'm not going to be mad at you if you give up a goal in the preseason, all right? No one's going to be mad at you because it's the preseason. It doesn't matter. Just learn from it and move on. Make the next save, you know? I think that's one thing that uh, I'm sure gets in goalies' heads and uh, more than it should. And I think probably the best goalies – can push it out of their heads. You know, just the goalies that give up a goal. Maybe it's just like the worst shot of all time, an absolute beach ball of a shot that gets by a goalie. The best goalies, obviously, are the ones that can just move on from that. So I I appreciate that Elvis shows his frustration after he gives up a goal. But at the end of the day, 
I need you to make the next stop. And I think he did that. I think he's starting to do that. I think he's starting to look better. Blue Jackets are still having problems with Daniil Tarasov, who is out with a knee injury. No timeline on when he will be back. If you look on ESPN, I, at first, at the beginning of training camp, he was listed as week to week. I guess it's pretty much the same, just week to week, which can mean pretty much anything. Uh, again, we've talked about it on this show plenty of times. I don't think the Blue Jackets need Daniel Tarasov until late November, as long as Elvis is going to play okay. When you talk about this Washington Capitals game tonight, I'd like to see some more Aaron Dell. I'd like to see some more Pavel uh, Shion. I think he's an interesting player. I don't know if he's good enough to be the backup goalie, but uh, hey, maybe. Um yeah, I don't know what the Blue Jackets do right now because they're going to have to list somebody as the backup goalie, and it's not going to be Daniil Tarasov because we haven't seen him play at all. So it's an interesting case right now with Columbus. Uh, do you feel good about Elvis starting the season against Philadelphia, New York, the Red Wings, and Calgary? I'll tell you, I feel good about him playing well in three of those games. I think New York is going to be a tough game, obviously. Um, but then after that, the Blue Jackets then go on the road to Minnesota, and they're back home against Anaheim. So the Blue Jackets open their season, which, again, starts in seven days. Just mind-boggling. Now we're already here already, by the way. But the Blue Jackets start their season in just seven days, and their first uh, – sorry, uh, five of their first six games are at home, which is where Elvis plays better, by the way. I, I think that's where a lot of goalies play better is in their home building. But I think he does. I think he just plays better in his home barn. I think he's starting to play better with some better defensemen in front of him. I actually do want to talk more about the defensemen because I think Andrew Peak and Zach Wierenski looked really good. Andrew Peak is 100% a guy that he he needed Zach Wierenski last year. You know, like th- there was t- Andrew Peak, like even though he's been with Columbus for what, three, four years now? He's still a young hockey player. Like, I don't think he's ready. He was not ready to take on the load of minutes that he got last year. I think he, if I think he's much more ready for that type of load this year uh, after going through that. However, he's not going to need to do that. Knock on wood, you know, barring that the Blue Jackets don't have a a catastrophe and just like injuries just happening, happening all over the place. But I think Andrew Peake playing with Zach Rowenski is a good enough of a dynamic that that is your that is your top D pair. That might be your top D pair, and that's fine with me. I even think Zach Rensky had some preseason moments tonight, and that's okay because, again, it's preseason. In fact, all around the ice, I thought Blue Jackets kind of didn't look great at times. Like, they definitely were whiffing on some shots, missing some passes, um, but they were recovering well and moving the puck around. The Blue Jackets are just so good at cycling the puck around the zone. And so much of that credit is is uh, given to Johnny Gaudreau. That guy is just – he is phenomenal, the way that he can move the puck all over the zone. He finds the open guy. It's really impressive to watch. And some of the other players have picked off that. But uh, I don't know where I was going with this whole rant. I think I, I think I started this second segment talking about Elvis here. And I said all that just to say I think he's looking better. But I think he is benefiting from what is a really solid decor in front of him. I think the decor is the strength of Columbus's team. If I'm being completely honest, like I, I really think it's solid, uh, and they have really good top line wingers too. Krill Marchenko looks fantastic. 
Uh, Patrick Liney at center looks amazing. And I've just talked about Johnny Gaudreau. Adam Fantilli, you know, took the lid off the net tonight. That was great to see. I thought he looked really good playing defense as well, you know, uh, playing that full ice game, which the Blue Jackets are going to need him to play. Uh, I think he's going to fit great to start the season as the third line center. That's a great spot for him, you know. Don't throw him to the, to the Wolves right away. You got Patrick Line playing center now, and you got Boone Jenner out there still, who's a really consistent player. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Fantilli, about just Fantilli season, man. Like, come on, like, how do you not get excited after seeing that goal tonight? It's nice for him to shake off. He kind of had a bad game, I thought, uh, Saturday against the Sabers. He didn't play earlier this week against the Blues, so for him to knock that kind of game off his back is a, is a good thing. And, uh, yeah, I think everybody's really moving in the right direction. Again, some of the questions for, like, that fourth-line center position, like is it Sean Corrali, is it Cole Sillinger, is it Jack Rosovic? My hunch is that it's probably going to be Sean Corrali or Jack Rosovic and then Cole Sillinger, who had a couple rookie mistakes tonight. Uh, he looks he looks good, though. Like, he looks – his game away from the puck looks really solid. He's throwing the body around. He's making smart plays, making smart decisions with the puck. Uh, but then he does every once in a while, he makes a couple bad decisions, but for the most part, he looks like a different player than what the blue jackets got out of him last year. That all being said, I think he could benefit from some time in Cleveland this year. He's still a 20 year old. So the blue jackets don't need to rush him back to nationwide anytime soon. Again, another, another two more preseason games left to figure all this out. I'm guessing we'll see some more Dmitry Voronkov. He's a guy that's been competing for a spot and, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the big name out there. Denton Matejchuk again is that other defenseman that I think Blue Jackets fans are obviously very high on because of how well he has played in preseason. But there's a good chance that I think the Blue Jackets just stash him in the WHL and just say, let's just wait next year, okay? Let's let's revisit this next year. Maybe we can get you to Cleveland next year. But the fact that they can't get him to Cleveland this year is just so darn frustrating. And uh, I just think it's best for him to just go play one more season in, in the juniors. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk about more of that all just when it happens, because again, Blue Jackets puck drop at Nationwide again tonight, seven o'clock. I expect a, a few less NHL players in Washington's lineup than what you saw out of Washington a couple nights ago against the Bruins. I even expect a few more, a few less, uh, uh, NHL players out of the Blue Jackets lineup tonight. Maybe just maybe just throw all the monsters out there. You know, let the monsters take on the Capitals, and then you know, heck, just send all the NHL players on the road to Washington and try to beat those guys up in a preseason finale. That one's Saturday. All right, up next, uh, Jay talked with Sebastian High from the Locked On Podcast Network, talking about one of the Blue Jackets kind of crown jewel prospects and Stanislav Svozil, this guy who is just, we haven't seen much of him at all this preseason, which is surprising, but I think he's a player that you'll find is really, really exciting. And I'll let Jay and Sebastian tell you more about that next here in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is hiring. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. 
when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. So Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But I want to talk about someone that we uh, that we just talked a little bit about, actually, uh, and that's someone that I'm really high on in in this organization. And uh, right up until they took Yurichek and Matejuk, this guy was like, "Okay, this is my my favorite defense prospect." Uh, I want to talk about Stanislav Svozil, who had a just an absolute monster World Championship, uh, World Juniors, excuse me, um, just gone, uh, played. In the NHL, made his NHL debut at the end of last season, uh, had a monster season in the WHL playing with some guy named Connor Bedard. If you know, if you've heard of him, um, how do, how do you see Svozil finding a path to the NHL? Because we talked about it a little bit in, in the last segment about Matejak, is it's kind of clogged the NHL path to is at the minute. And so I'm looking at Stanislav Svozil, who in my mind is another option for a potential NHL spot. But he's got to beat out like six guys to get there. So where do you yeah. where do you see Svozil kind of falling um, this season? Svozil is the one defenseman in Columbus's death chart uh, who, in my mind, is a candidate of being like way too good to like lose to the development curse of just like 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 staying in the AHL forever and just like not really panning out. I think he's too good to have that fate, but. I, I don't know if there's space for him. So he might be the defenseman that gets moved in a trade of some sort just because there is no roster spot for him. Unless injuries happen again, as they did last season, and then he's, he's going to be playing top pair minutes before you know it. But uh, Spose is a player that I have been a big fan of for a really long time. Going back to his draft year, I didn't rank top 20. Uh, I, I was a really big fan of him in his draft year, and he was a pure defensive defenseman as a draft eligible. Uh, in his draft year, he's playing in Europe, and uh, his U18 tournament wasn't the strongest, which led him to, to fall down draft boards. And I still would have picked him inside the first round, but he fell all the way to the third. And, I mean, you guys got excellent value there. Uh, and he, in the WHL, he really learned how to really layer a lot of offensive tools into an already solid defensive toolkit. So he, he was already a pretty strong skater. He was really good at matching the footwork against opposing forwards on the rush. And in the WHL, he learned to kind of use that to layer lateral mobility into his own puck rushes going up the ice. And he learned how to become a bit, bit more deceptive and creative offensively. And as Connor Bedard uh, became Connor Bedard before our eyes in the WHL, Sposil had the best teammate possible. He had a, a cheat code that he could play with consistently, and he used that. He was one of the few players in Regina that was consistently 
using the talent that is Connor Bedard to push his own game forward consistently, game to game. He he was using that skill that he had available to him to push himself. And it was great to see and his stock skyrocketed afterwards. And he was really learning how to become a far stronger playmaker with that high-end talent that he was playing with. And he's still going to have that in Columbus. And uh, he's going to have a ton of really high-skill players to play off of. So he's a player that I'm a massive fan of. And uh, I, I like every year at the draft, I have this, uh, this thing where I basically jot down a note of the player that I would have drafted uh, for a Montreal Canadiens draft slot. So going back to the 2020 draft. And uh, Spozil was in that 2021 draft class for me. I would have picked him in the second round with one of the Habs draft picks, which they ended up using on like uh, Luke Tuck, which wasn't the greatest pick. Um, I'm happy with mine on that one with Habs age. And uh, he's only gotten significantly better since then. Like he's a great transition defender. His defensive game is still really, really strong. And it's what he really built his draft stock on. But the fact that he's built such a strong offensive and transition game on top of that in the years since, it makes me so optimistic for his projection. I think he's going to be a really solid second-pairing defenseman for a long time. I just don't know if that's going to be in Columbus or not. Yeah. Is it... I feel like every time you see a player that has a really good season next to... So, like, I always think about how when in Conor McDavid's draft year, everyone was like, Dylan Strome only got that many points because he was playing with, with McDavid. And I think the same thing happened with Alex Debrinkat. Already yeah. hearing about Gavin Brindley, how he was only got these goals because he was playing with Adam Fantilli. And you got to say with Spozil, yeah. like, how... I'm not worried that Spozil yeah. is just a product of Conor Bedard, but, like, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how, like, what, what part of his game makes you believe that he can be an extremely good player even when he's not passing to Bedard. Yeah. I think so much of Sozil's value came from things that can't really be related to Connor Bedard. For instance, his transition defending was not that good because of Connor Bedard when he was already a draft eligible and wasn't even playing in North America yet. Uh, he has a lot of really, really awesome strengths. The production, sure. I, I'm not I, I'm not going to make an argument that I think that Sozil's going to be a 50-point-a-season defenseman in the, in the NHL. That said, I think he has the potential to be a really, really, really solid two-way piece. Uh, I think before playing with uh, with Connor Bedard, he was stronger defensively than offensively, whereas now I wouldn't say that anymore. I think he's just as good at either end. He's become a true 200-foot defenseman, and that's not something that was that, that was really reliant on playing with, this, with a particular player. It'd be different if he were... It, in my projection, a pure playmaking defenseman where a lot of the, va the value of his play comes from like his assist totals or his power play distribution. And where that's really like the crux of what makes a player valuable and, and projects as an impactful NHL piece for those reasons. But that's not really the case with Sozil. He's, he's so well-rounded and he's not this good of a prospect because he put up a lot of assists, for instance, I, I, I don't look at production very much at all. Uh, I, like production every year that I keep scouting becomes less and less of a factor in, in my evaluations. Uh, there are still like points, still think point totals are, are, are useful for as barometers for prospects, but they're so far from the, the, the be all end all. And I think that Spozil playing with Bedard 
pushed Fozil to improve his own game rather than just padding the stats. It was really quite a fundamental shift in how he approaches the game in the two years after he played with Conor Bedard. So I I wouldn't be overly concerned about about uh, his, his totals just being like plastered uh, and 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 pumped up because of Conor Bedard here. Yeah, that is extremely reassuring. Like I was yeah. pr- I was pretty certain that like all of like uh, every time I watched his game I was like I feel like this is not a product of it but it is reassuring to know that someone who actually does this as as a living yeah. agrees with me. I find that extremely validating. That's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making this your first listen every day for those that do. Jackets on the ice tonight at 7 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. Jay and I will have more content for you guys on this page. Subscribe if you're watching here on YouTube. Black on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. My name is Hayden Househorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email us, LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.